Welcome to Rumiki Talks podcast. I'm your host, Konstantin Starodetsky. This is a space where I interview professionals from the entertainment industry and discuss popular film-related topics with my co-host and producing partner, Romana Dinevska. Our goal is to help and motivate aspiring filmmakers to get their films made. Enjoy! Happy Friday, everyone! Episode 30 is here! How to make a movie in 48 hours. What a concept, huh? How to make a movie in 48 hours. Sounds impossible. Well, I can assure you it is possible. Many people have done it and many people will do it. I have done it. Once I was signed up for the special 48-hour filming competition. In that competition, you have to write a movie, shoot it, edit it, Screen it and then receive an award or not receive an award or at least receive reaction from the audience. It took place in downtown LA. So the goal of this challenge is not to actually make a movie that to go to Sundance or Cannes or whatever. The goal is to make a movie and actually screen it in front of the audience in 48 hours. Can you imagine it? Many people spend thousands of dollars on their short films and they never get to a stage where they screen it in front of live audience. Isn't it crazy? And here, right now, you can make a movie under 48 hours and screen it and receive a feedback, which is the final step of the creation. The beauty of this challenge is that you're going to make the movie and you're going to be done with it by the end of those 48 hours. You don't need to do anything else with this movie. You just complete it, screen it, receive feedback. And that's the beauty of it. Because you don't have to be stuck with the movie for a year after year, if not longer. Find yourself a challenge like this. There are plenty of 48-hour competitions. Some of them are free and sponsored by big brands. Some you have to pay. But the concept is the same to make a movie and screen it and receive a feedback. So my experience was intense. Okay, so what are the steps you need to take to actually make it happen? How do you make a movie in 48 hours? Rumki, let's start. What are the first steps? What is the action plan that we need? First of all, of course, you need a story. And I would suggest going into this, if you're going to sign up for a 48-hour challenge or competition, it's great if you have a story or if you have like your idea box somewhere and open it up and have it in your mind like several ideas before you even sign up or you before you're even about to do that but sometimes they give you like a prompt there and or like a theme that you need to work on with your team so I suggest you can always like find a way to combine their prompt or their theme with some idea that you already had so when you already have the story you guys can dedicate with your team a little bit of time, maybe like top like 10, 15 minutes just to make an outline and start writing. So start writing. uh, And I think this type of challenges are great because it is really about fast decision making and it will make you a stronger writer and a director because you have to make instant decision. You know, you have a time deadline it's very tight you only have 48 hours to make a short film so you have to be like working once you're like writing the screenplay 
have other people of the team build the team. So while you're working on the screenplay, find one person to build the team. So you're both working uh, simultaneously and you're ready. You know, once you have the screenplay ready, you have your team ready and you can start shooting. But you also have to, uh, of course, like that's why producers are important because um, at the same time, the producer needs to, you know, find like location, generate all the things, gather all the things that you guys need. And you have to keep it simple. Try to keep it simple because otherwise there's no time to do company move and to do bunch of locations. I mean, good on you if if you think you can pull it up. But I, I think the best way is to, to keep it simple. Just keep it one location, one to two characters. Keep it very simple. And yeah, I think it's possible. I think even if there's not like an official competition or contest that you can submit to, you can always do this challenge by yourself or with some of your friends because it's just a great practice. Like Constantine said, you have a finished product at the end and that kind of shows you and it teaches you to start something and then finish it. Because we see a lot of films, and especially short films or student films that, you know, get shot and then they're like two years in post-production or like never get finished and they're never ready to be submitted to festivals and stuff. But um, this really makes you finish <laughs> the movie. What do you think, Constantine? How much time should you dedicate? So in terms of time, time distribution in this 48-hour challenge, I recommend to go with the following ratio. First, you're going to start with writing a screenplay and try to spend around six hours writing screenplay or less because the sooner you write the screenplay, the sooner the producer can start finding things and organizing things because you need that time. It takes time to organize things, but writing can be very fast if you know what you're writing, if you have an idea, as Rumana said earlier. Try to put it under six hours. And of course, six hours is actually a lot of time if you do it in one sitting. So it's going to be a challenge for you. So ideally is to have a separate person who does the writing as opposed to being a writer-director. Although you can do both because <laughs> you want to you want to have the team small. But if you do have the writer, then find them to let them write. So they write it and then the rest. Because six hours writing and then doing something else is, is a lot of pressure on a person. But it's a challenge, you know. It's a marathon. And many people actually don't sleep for 48 hours during this marathon. So keep that in mind as well. The goal is, to, again, the goal is again to finish the short film and screen it in front of the audience then when it comes to organizing locations and filming them try to make it in under 12 hours so that's when you write a screenplay don't write it a 40 minute short film i think that's the current limit for short films at some festivals don't write it because first of all even if you want to submit that film somewhere uh, somewhere later, under 15 minutes is ideal because festivals don't like long films, especially if they're not well made, you know. And under 48 hours, it's going to be okay made. It's not going to be like a pristine cinematography and everything like that. Make it around five minutes, I'd say, or, or even less. Because the shorter you ride, the, the, the faster you're going to film it and 
the faster the editing process is going to be. Because again, the goal is to tell a story. And there are great stories that are one minute long. And there is great stories that three minute long and five minute long. It's all about how. How do you tell that story? How do you capture the audience? Then you need to set aside 30 hours for editing. Because editing is what's going to make or break your film in the 48-hour challenge especially. Because there's so many things involved in editing. It's not just editing the footage that you shot. It's, you know, syncing sound and editing sound effects, editing music, finding music. Uh, it's very unlikely that you have a composer uh, producing work for you under such a short time. I mean, it's possible that to find someone who can do that. But still, they're not going to be able to do perfect work under 48 hours. So having 30 hours... It's good enough. And 30 hours, I mean, it's like, it might take literally that much time to, to edit. And then also, don't forget, depending on the computers that you have access to, exporting takes a lot of time as well. Rendering and things like that. Keep that in mind. Besides, don't forget about the color. All of those things together need to be done to have the film completed and ready for screening. Even though it's not going to be the perfect film it's going to be filmed decent enough for screening in front of the public and again the goal is to tell a story so make sure everything is well put together so the audience understands what the film's about what's the messages the tone we already talked about the importance of the tone in our earlier episodes so focus on that focus on telling a great story and don't obsess with perfection this challenge is not about perfection this challenge is about making good product that people may like or yeah. love you know you you got me so excited about this right now <laughs> I, I i almost want to challenge ourselves <laughs> yeah that, that could be a challenge for sure so now let's talk about the fun part of this 48 hour challenge tell us about the good stuff celebrate your success with the public screening so after you did everything, after you finished your film, you have the final cut, make sure to do a little screening. Usually these type of contests, these type of challenges will do a screening as part of the, you know, ceremony and they like give awards there and blah, blah, blah. But even if you do it for fun with your friends or um, by yourself, it's a wonderful to do a little screening because everyone can see the final product like you know the final piece of art and it makes you appreciate your hard work even more so you can do a screening in your living room or in your backyard or your friend's backyard and put like little cute christmas lights and you can even make a little popcorn boxes <laughs> make it cute <laughs> whatever you want to do and do a little screening because everyone is excited to see the finished version. I think this is like a, th this should be an ongoing habit that uh, filmmakers develop to actually finish their movies and then screen them. Doesn't have to be, you know, in a big theater. It can be very small uh, type of screening, but everyone is happy to see the finished version, even if you don't work above the line if you or, you know if you work a smaller role everyone's excited like I've been an assistant director on so many like short films and I always want to see how the film turned out because you know I was so involved with it by 
looking at the shot list and everything and like being actually on the set and I, I always wonder oh my god I can't wait to see the final version but most of the time you don't because it just ends up being edited forever or <laughs> not submitted to any festivals and stuff so enjoy your work celebrate the hard work you did for the film because you've earned it perfect that's that's true so now we arrived at the obsession of the week portion of our podcast Rumki, what is your obsession the movie bardo it has a long title so i'll say the full title it's called bardo false chronicles of a handful of truths <laughs> that's a mouthful uh i hope i sp- <laughs> I pronounced it well, but doesn't matter. It's in Aritu's um, new movie. It's his latest film. And uh, for some reason, I don't know why I hadn't heard about it before. It feels like it wasn't marketed that much, but we stumbled upon it on Netflix and we just went along with it, you know, not knowing what it is about. And I found that it's a very interesting and creative film. It's semi-biographical. He puts a lot of his life in it, I find. The story is told very creatively and it's very strange. He uses a lot of magical realism in it. And if you're into that type of uh, cinema and filmmaking, kind of like Fellini, you know, um, and other filmmakers, of course, like there's like very interesting uh, surreal scenes. But it also gives a lot of things to think about. Yeah, that's my recommendation for you guys. That's my obsession of the week. What is your obsession of the week, Constantine? This journal that I discovered, that I started a long time ago, and it's a book journal that I found at the Huntington Library. Uh, It's the Botanical Garden, and there is this little store that has like all the cool stuff, all the goodies, and this journal was one of them. And I think it's by Book Riot. I'll put the link in the show notes. But basically, it's um, a journal with a challenge. So it has like 10 or 12 challenges with recommendations like this. Read a book about books. And then there is a list of potential books about books that you can read. But you're not restricted to just those. You can find something else. But they have a pretty good selection within the book. Or read a book by an author from another country. Or read a book that was published originally on another continent. Or read a collection of short stories. And this this little journal really motivates you to read different types of literature. Because I noticed with myself that I read either nonfiction or, or straight fiction novels. Like 300, 400, 500 pages. I, I rarely read a collection of short stories. I've been pretty... Uh, binary in terms of my books I either read non-fiction or fiction I didn't have anything in between and this book really allows this journal really allows me to explore the variety and the beauty of different types of literature and I highly recommend you to do it because it's it just makes you feel good because it's in after you read the book there is a special place to leave a review about the book you write the title of the book you write the publisher the year it was published and then you write a brief review and also you write like three points 
that you learn from the book and then useful quotes or phrases or anything else, ideas from the book that you took away. As you go along, you have like a full journal of those books that you've read and you can easily go back to that journal and see, okay, this book is about this and this and this. And you briefly remind yourself about the book that you read. Because one thing I noticed, especially if you listen to audiobooks, but even if you read books, if you read book after book after book and you don't really talk about the book or you don't really write notes about the book, you kind of forget about that book and then the message gets lost. What I learned, the most important thing once you read a book is to take away at least one idea. Mm. And this book allows you to really make a nice brief summary of the book that will always remind you all the other things that you read in the book. Because you just need all those little points to trigger something in your brain to build the whole structure that the book was talking about. Yeah. So I highly recommend to check out this book list and start reading because guess what? If you're a filmmaker, it doesn't mean that you have to only watch films. (laughs) You have to read books as well. As uh, uh, Werner Herzog once said, I'm going to try to say it the way that Werner Herzog said it. Read, 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 read. As many times as you can say, read books because that's where the great ideas and themes for a movie is sly. It's either in great books or in real life. Yeah. And this is the end of this episode. Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in. And make sure to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. The Apple Podcast reviews are really important to podcasters and, and to us. And would really appreciate if you leave us a rating and a review. And if you don't know how, please do not hesitate to ask us on social media, on DM us on Instagram, or email us at hello at roommate.com. We would really appreciate your support. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, please do that as well. We're really excited to hear from you. We love you guys. You join us every week and we really appreciate it. Thank you very much for being listeners of the Rumiki Talks podcast. Thank you for listening to Rumiki Talks podcast. You can find the show notes at rumiki.com. I'm your host, Konstantin Staradetsky. My producing partner, Rumena Dinevska. See ya.